Packers are back at work today, Wednesday of the week, as they head into a game against the Packers on Sunday. It's Bucking Abdallah. We're talking football with you here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. So here's who participated in Bears practice today. No one. Uh, Larry Borum <laughs> did not practice. Ankle, knee injury. Uh, Jaquan Brisker, concussion, did not practice. Chase Claypool, knee injury, limited. Justin Fields, shoulder injury, limited. Kyler Gordon, concussion, did not practice. Dante Pettis, illness, did not practice. Riley Reef, back, did not practice. Trevor Simeon, oblique, did not practice. And Kendall Vildor, ankle, limited. So there you go, a loaded injury report. Most notably, Justin Fields, today with his shoulder injury, limited. As Matt Eberflus told the media today, the plan would be to split reps between Peterman and Fields as we try and see if uh, Justin Fields will play this weekend against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and he met the media also and said he felt better than he did last week, so that's good. Um, But again, as we started yesterday's show, I I would not uh, want him out there if he's not fully healthy. If he's fully healthy, play. There's no reason for you not to be out there if you're fully healthy. I just don't want to see him like try to gut this out. It's not worth it. They're out of the playoffs. They're out of any sort of contention for anything. You're not like, yeah, you want to go out there and play. I get it. You want to be out there for your team. But it's more important now that you have a full offseason free of injury and that you are out there day one of training camp next year with a new offensive line, new wide receivers, new weapons, a new defense. Like That's the most important. Because next year it's go time. Like next year, I want to see significant improvement from these teams, from this team. I want to see those games that they lose by one score. I want to see those turn into close wins instead of close losses. So to me, that's the most important part. Uh, obviously, and, and, and seeing Justin Fields out there and seeing some development here down the the stretch of the season, I think is important to all of us Bears fans. Um, it is concerning though. Brisker and Gordon now on the second week of concussion protocols after being out last week with concussion-like symptoms. Uh, that's not good no, uh, it's... for neither player, but the fact that they're on the injury report on the Wednesday following a full week where they missed the game due to concussion uh, protocols, that's something to be concerned about over two young players uh, that were getting great levels of experience here this season. Some really high highs at times mm-hmm. from both Gordon and Brisker. Some lows, getting lost in coverage, uh, just the defense overall being as bad as it, as it is. Uh, those are two notable people on on the did not practice today uh, regimen from uh, the Bears as far as practice at Hallis Hall today that I think are concerning. And I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't play just because we know with concussions that once you've had one, it is more likely for you to get another one. So even if they do clear, I would like, again, we're not playing for anything. So I would imagine that this team rests as many dudes as they can, and then after the bye is when you see these guys come back because you do get to you get the week off here after this game against the Packers. I don't want to see Kyler Gordon or Jaquan Brisker rush back onto the field, 
you know, because they clear concussion protocol on Saturday or on Friday, and then they're back in the game, and then, oh, they get hit too hard, and then they're back in concussion protocol. That's the last thing you want to see, especially in the sport. So I think that those guys sit out again, and then you've got a situation where you get all of your bodies back after the bye, and everyone's out there and everyone's healthy again. Same with Justin Fields. You know, it's the same. It's not a concussion, but it'd be better for him to rest the shoulder for two more weeks and then get back out there after the bye week and see what you can do after that. The Bears also make the move of signing a player onto the active roster from the Lions practice squad, quarterback Tim Boyle. So you have another option. If Simeon's out, Fields can't play, Boyle would be the backup quarterback to to well, yeah because Montgomery was the emergency quarterback last week right he he'll be the emergency on game day yeah. but but like what what you're saying is as you go into the weekend if Justin Fields can't play you're gonna have to have a second quarterback on the roster mm-hmm. and Trevor Simeon couldn't practice today so it seems as if you may have two where's quarterbacks your, where's your oblique uh, it's it's all that stuff in the middle which one is you it? Have. oblique muscle all, all of it yeah yeah obliques it's like the netherlands it's yeah, all of it it's it's all of it and it's uh something that that guys like you and i we don't have very, i don't have uh, obliques strong obliques i definitely i definitely I think, don't have an oblique I think you have to plank a lot to get a good strong oblique you do yeah you have to do all kinds okay, of okay so it's the long muscles yeah that so are sometimes right here those side planks yeah you ever do those oh those i don't have grueling. muscles there i don't those have muscles the worst there. that's just you start shaking after 10 seconds and you you can't get it done no that's brutal i just got pudge that's just Uh, pudge there so that's the injury report today from bears uh uh, practice at hallis hall uh bears packers on sunday and and from all reports in green bay is that aaron Rodgers likely to play this weekend against the bears now i i would imagine at this point without the quarterback most bears fans would say i hope they lose right like isn't that going to be the angle i would push back on that if fields is playing yeah, if Fields isn't playing and Brisker is out and Gordon is out and all these young players, these young assets that are going to be there for a long time are not playing, then I get it. Okay, lose. Look for the draft. I'm not excited by that. Uh, you may enjoy that. That may be your thing is to get ready for the draft in November. For me, I enjoy watching the games in front of me. And if Fields was playing, I would have a different opinion. But if he's not going to play this weekend and Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Well, okay, it looks like the Packers are going to get another one here on the Bears. Well, I'm not rooting against them, but at the same time, I want to see Fields play. And again, I will be rooting for the Bears if he's out there playing, but I'm not like rooting for a loss. Like, I'm not going to be mad if they find a way to somehow beat the Packers. The Packers do have a bad defense. We've seen that the last few weeks, that this defense is not good. Now, and Aaron Rodgers has been struggling. He has the, the busted thumb. He's got, now he's got an oblique issue, or he's got the, the rib, the lung rib thing, whatever's in that air, general area uh, issue going on there. But he said he's going to play. And then LaFleur said he's going to play, like you said. So there is a chance. I mean, they are only a four-point favorite, which is surprising. They were a seven-point favorite at home or over a seven-point favorite at home when the Bears went up there earlier this year. I get it, the three points, because you're at home, but that shouldn't really matter with the Bears. I would imagine that uh, a lot of those tickets are going to be sold to Packers fans uh, this week uh, because I don't think there's anything out there for Bears fans to be hopeful for and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to go see this team. Because you and I pointed to earlier this season, before the season started, when we made our prediction, albeit looking foolish now, uh, uh, it was right logic, wrong pick. Uh, uh, that they could win seven games is that 
right now, they would still be in the hunt graphic, and this game would be big. We didn't know that it would be a four-win team against a three-win team right now uh, for the Bears and Packers. So, boy, were we wrong about both teams. Yeah, absolutely, because if you look at the way the Packers' season broke out, the reason you have a seven-point line against the Packers in Week 2, the expectations for Green Bay was Super Bowl or bust, right? And then the Packers go on. They win three in a row, Bears, Bucks, and Patriots, Weeks 2 through 4. And then they go on a, a losing streak. They lose five games in a row and looking bad offensively at times doing so. Mm-hmm. So, like, the expectations have definitely changed. And what it was was that double dip against the, the Giants and the Jets. That Jets game where the Jets went to Green Bay and then beat them 27-10. to 10. And remember yeah. uh, Sauce Gardner was running off the field with the piece of cheese on oh, his yeah. head, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, that was something that went viral. And then people started to kind of take note and be like, hold on, are the Packers not good this year? Like, they're supposed to be good. We assume they're going to be good. And then they started to play poorly, and they they lose five games in a row. So, you know, the expectations heading into this matchup, I'm sure a lot of people are lining up to tell you and me that we were wrong about this Bears team. But when you look at this matchup, I don't think anyone would have guessed that the Packers were going to be 4-8 and heading into this matchup, thus diluting... Yeah, this this conversation about these two teams going head to head on Sunday. No, absolutely. And it's kind of I think it's it's mixed emotions for Packers fans, too, because right now Packers fans are saying, well, hey, we're in the hunt still. Technically, like we do have a bunch of games left where we could do something. But at the same time, you're like, okay, well, Aaron Rodgers is going to go out there. He's injured right now. He's hurt. I don't know if he's injured. He's hurt. There is a difference. And then also. The Packers fans have to be looking at their draft capital too, right? Like they want a wide receiver. They're 14th, I believe, right now. If the if the season were to end today, as far as drafting goes, so they've got to be thinking the same thing. Like, yeah, they're going to beat the Bears. Like they're going to beat the Bears. But what are the pa- like? Are the Packers going to do something in the playoffs? Are the pa- they're not good enough? No, and it, it looks like you know this team. You're you're also as a fan base, uh, a Green Bay Packer fan. You're in a weird spot, right? The, the great days of Aaron Rodgers being your, your favorite player or your, the best player of the franchise, like he certainly is still that, mm-hmm. but it feels like that is ending sooner than later, right? Yeah. So like part of the, the thought process has to be, what's the future here? You know, you've dedicated so much cap space to Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers, for the most part, has played in all of these games. I know that he's banged up, so you know we could argue and debate on the health side of things, but he's played in the games. Mm-hmm. So having an Aaron Rodgers playing in games, even if he's not 100% healthy, is that at this point in the franchise where you have so much cap space and dead cap space dedicated to Aaron Rodgers and that new contract they gave him last year? Like, what is the future of this team if he's here now and you're only four and eight heading into this week, mm-hmm. week 13, the NFL, like you're not in the playoff conversation. I know Roger said this week that the season isn't over yet. They haven't been eliminated. Okay. But it's, it's going to happen pretty close, right? Like sooner or later here, it, it's going to happen. Gonna, where this, gonna team's retire, not, yeah. this team's not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I just think like as a Packer fan, I would imagine people are starting to get to the point. Like, can we just move on and move to the next player? If it's Jordan Love, okay, maybe it's you draft someone else. I don't know the answer to that, but I would imagine some fatigue is starting to set in with Packer fans and with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if it's it's necessarily fatigue. Like I'm sure there are 
Packer fans that are like, I'm done with this guy. I'm done with his off the field stuff. I'm done with him pouting every off season. I'm, I'm sure done it's with Wisconsin. I'm uh, well. I'm done with yeah, well. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. The ayahuasca stuff. It, you intolerate drug use. Okay. Okay. All right. Come I'm, on. Ju- I'm just checking. Calling the cops. Are you I'm just kidding checking. me? It is the state of Wisconsin. They're calling so, the cops. Are you kidding so I'm me? I'm sure there's a lot of people that think everything that Aaron Rodgers How dare says you is use just drugs? brilliant. How dare you use drugs? Uh, so I, I believe that there are people out there that that are like that. But then you watch the first Bears game and you're like, oh, well, that's still Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's still a top-five quarterback when he's healthy and when he's got a decent wide receiver core around him. Like, he's still a top-five. He's still Aaron Rodgers. Like, has he, is he more prone to injury because of his age? Maybe. But he's still able to sling it. He's still got the arm strength. He's still got the accuracy. I just don't think he has the weapons. And how do you get a better weapon? Well, you can get a better weapon by having a better draft pick. That's possible. So to me right now, you look at a situation where if they're picking 14th, maybe they there are a lot of good wide receivers in this draft, so they could still get a first-round wide receiver. There's no guarantee that they're going to pick a wide receiver in the first round that we've seen of their history. So they could not. And then you get a pouty Aaron Rodgers again, and then he goes and takes some ayahuasca, and then he figures it out. I, I don't remember where I saw it. I saw it somewhere a while ago that Aaron Rodgers is like the high schooler who like thinks that they know more than everyone else. And so when he's telling you things, he thinks he's the first one to kind of oh yeah to to think of these thoughts yeah that that Aaron Rodgers is just so smart he's the only person to think of these things that you should question government or, or you should lizard question, people yeah you should lizard question people. things like like medicine and, and things like that. he thinks he's just so well listen so smart I mean do the doctors really know do they really know do they really know all that schooling and all that. Their residencies. Are you and, and sure there's testing? not lizard people that live underground <laughs> that are really controlling the earth? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's hilarious. He's like he's 17. He just knows more than everyone else in the world. I've seen the Freemason episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> Trust me, it's out there, guys. On ESPN 1000. Chicago's for sports. When you're at home, don't miss Black and Abdallah. I got stories that'll raise the hair in your head. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. I'm rather looking forward to it. Black and Abdallah. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. With you at 312-332-3776. Paul in Elmwood Park. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Paul? Hey, guys. So I just wanted to talk about um, the value of a higher draft pick. And uh, I know you guys mentioned uh, should the Packers like tank for a higher pick or whatnot or um, just that whole thing. So in my opinion, uh, if you have a, a quarterback and you have a top five pick, the value is in trading back. Now, if you don't have a quarterback, that's when you want the top five pick for a QB. But if you do... And you get a top five pick, you trade that back so you have more shots at the board. I mean, you could find talents all over the place. Antonio Brown was a fifth-round pick. I'm pretty sure Gronk was a second-round pick. George Kittle was a fifth-round pick. I mean, I, I can't think of more wide receivers off the top of my head. But you guys, you've got these guys going all over the place. So why not take more shots? It's not that a team like the Packers can't retool at pick 14. It's just that, you know, I would, I would never tank for one guy. I would tank with the idea that you're going to sit there and trade the pick back 
for multiple shots. I don't know. I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Yeah, that's a fair point. Thanks for the call, Paul. Call again. I, I, I kind of agree with him. When you have the quarterback, you don't need to be at the top of the board. And I feel like that's been the basis of the conversation we've been having over the last month when people suggest that the Bears should be losing games. To me, it's more valuable for a young quarterback to learn how to win than it would to just be throwing games so hopefully you get the number one pick or the number two pick. When you have the quarterback, it, you, it, you can find good players at other points no, no, no. of the first round. I understand that. I'm not saying that Green Bay should tank. What I was saying is that I assume that there are fans in Green Bay or in Wisconsin, there are Packers fans out there that say, hey, we have the eighth overall pick right now, according to Tankathon. They have the eighth overall pick. It'd be nice to have a top 10 pick to maybe trade back. That's fine. It's easier to trade a top 10 pick than it is the the 20th pick, right? And they are saying, hey, we're 4-8. and eight. We're not winning the Super Bowl this year. So, fine, beat the Bears so we keep owning them or whatever. But then, like, do they care if they lose the next four or five games? Probably not because the value is in the pick because they realize that this team isn't good enough and you need wide receivers. So why don't you trade that eighth overall pick back into the first round, get two wide receivers for the price of one there, and then and retool your offense that way. We have had this conversation, though, about the Bears. We have. Right. Yes. And, and, and we've had callers who call in and say, I want the draft pick. Yeah. I want to tank for the draft pick. And I agree, I agree with that philosophy now that the Bears... Like, I still want to see the Bears win games, but I understand it if you want them to lose. Like, if Justin Fields... We've said it before. If Justin Fields isn't playing, then lose like i don't care if justin fields is playing then i want them to try to win now the rest of the schedule now that we're through the easy part of the schedule and you have packers and you have the eagles and you have the bills and you have the vikings again and then you have the lions one more time that's a tough schedule i'm not expecting them to win any of those games maybe the lions game if fields plays but other than that i'm not expecting them to win any of those games i was expecting them to beat the falcons i was expecting them to beat the commanders i was expecting them to hang around with the jets and beat the lions that's what i was expecting now that we're through that like i thought we'd have six by now right so did I. and because we don't lose out i don't care because whatever the fine have the second overall draft pick that's great awesome use it because that way you or trade it back whatever that's fine too you could convince me of either. You convince me, hey, take Will Anderson, take Jalen Carter at two. I could be convinced of either of those. Or you could convince me to say, hey, we need more players. Trade back to later in the first round and maybe get two first-round picks or get a first and a second or something like that and do that. I could be convinced of either. What I was saying is I have a feeling that there are fans in Green Bay and Wisconsin that feel the same way even though they still have Aaron Rodgers because they still need to fill a lot of these holes on that Packers team. And the news today from Hallis Hall, Justin Fields with his shoulder injury. He was limited today in practice. And uh, Matt Eberflus said he's day-to-day. So we will see where this goes tomorrow at practice and obviously heading into the weekend. Matt and Streamwood, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. I wanted to ask you a question regarding that with, with the number two pick if we had it. Is do you think Jalen Johnson and Eddie Jackson are going to be here next year? Like I know from, I'm feeling like the Jalen Johnson situation is going to be like a Roquan where he's going to come and tell Ryan Poles that he wants 18 to 20. And I know Ryan Poles is not going to overpay first because the production is just not there because he only weighs what one interception in the past three years, right? Uh, yes. Just, uh, yeah. And yeah. I just feel like so if we like say goodbye to Eddie Jackson because of this Liz Frank injury and that. 
I think he's not guaranteed anything next year. And then same thing with Jalen Johnson, that if we decide to trade him so we can get draft picks, eventually at what point does this defense start getting some top 10 talent so that I do, if we do say goodbye to this defense, this defense needs some type of top 10 talent. And if the defensive end is the best thing, and if he's a, a game record, then I just want them to take the pick instead of trading back. And because this team cannot be picking in the teens, in the twenties, because this team is just not talented enough. There's no top ten talent yeah, they anywhere. Need, they need yeah. better players at the top. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for the call, Matt. I'd say also, wasn't there a point in time this season that what, one of the websites, Pro Football Focus or something, they had Jalen Johnson graded as like the number one cornerback because he wasn't being targeted though. Like, he wasn't being targeted because Kyler Gordon was being tested so much. Like, that was what it was. It was that, yes, he and, is... And the pro football he, focus asked the other offenses, and they, they said their, well, no, their answer he was, was, he was we grading, only went after the rookies, well, no, he so was we're going to let the other he was guy just stand out really well, gather but, a nice grade there. No, he was graded out really well because well, when they... give some respect. No, I, mean, I understand that. that. See, that's my point, is I think they'll both be here because Eddie Jackson is only due... He's due seventeen million next year with a dead cap hit of ten million. You're not just going to eat ten million dollars. I'd also say you you probably can't in today's NFL have enough solid corners. Also, Eddie Jackson was so. playing. He's playing well this year. Like he had a bunch. He had a bunch of interceptions. Eddie Jackson's playing well this year. Yeah, Eddie Jackson was. Does he miss a tackle every now and then? Sure. But Eddie Jackson was playing well. Jalen Johnson's playing well. He does have one more year left on his deal. It's only two million dollars. So I think they'll keep him around. And then, does he want a new deal? I think Jalen Johnson is someone you approach and re-sign in the offseason. I don't see why not. He's, he's proven enough to me that he is worth giving an, another contract to. The biggest issue with this defense is going to be uh, solidifying some form of a pass rush through free agency. I doubt mm-hmm. you're going to be able to get that done at the top of the, the draft unless you stay at two. You know, I mean, if we play out all these different scenarios, I think what most people would, would vote and agree on would be you you move back somewhere in the the high teens I'm guessing or mid teens yeah maybe you collect two first round picks so you'll be able to get a wide receiver and maybe a left tackle and you'll solidify your offense help out your quarterback but r- ideally you're going to be spending money on the defensive line at tackle and edge rusher mm-hmm. in free agency because I doubt that they're going to stick it too if they stay. Wouldn't you think that they're going to move out? Why I don't would you know, stay? Man. Because you think they'll stay and just go for Will Anderson or, or Will Jalen Anderson, Carter? Because Will Anderson or Jalen Carter can change your defense. That's why. I don't disagree with you, but like Matt and Streamwood just said to us, they need more talent. I understand that. So if you okay, if you're Ryan Poles and you're confident that you can get it done, right? Wouldn't you rather have two players in the first round than one? Yeah, of course. So you're confident that you're going to find that third wide receiver on the board, but you really think he's the number one guy. You're going to find that left tackle who really was passed up by by six teams already. But by the time you pick him at the end of the first round, he's really the number one guy Mm -hmm. on the board in your book. You're good enough to get that done. And then thus, you don't need to pick two because you have two picks in the first round. We'll see. And this is where you might see. I'm not saying this is going to happen. But what if there is a disconnect between Eberflus and Poles, where Poles wants to trade back, get an offensive lineman and a wide receiver, but Eberflus is in there as the defensive-minded head coach and says, have you seen 
these guys play. Well, would he let him trade Rokon Smith and Ro- and Robert Quinn in season if that's the case? Because well, he's the one taking the heat for how bad this defense is yes, this year. Again, but that's fine as long as there was the hey, we're going to be high up in the draft. We might be picking second or third, and we're going to get Will Anderson to replace to like to get that to get that defensive player back. I know he's not a linebacker; he's a defensive end. But like Will Anderson can change your defense by himself as a guy that has to be accounted for on every single play. Same with Jalen Carter. Yeah, both guys can get it done. I, I don't disagree with you. That, and with I that. think that if you have a generational talent like that at defensive end or as a D lineman in both of them, that and, you know, our guys in college, coaches in college, uh, are being talked about as the best players in, the, in college this year defensively, then yeah, I don't think it's tough for me to move back and try to get a better to get two more players when you can have a guy that can change your entire defense like that. We'll be back. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah, ESPN 1000, and now on Digital FM at 100.3 HD2. Paul in Orland Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Paul? Paul. Hey, guys, it's, it's Paul from Orland Park again. I'm just calling back to just kind of oh. Oh. Uh, reiterate my comments. So sure. I, just, I just want to follow up real quick because, uh, like, top 10 talent defensively, somebody said you got to have top 10 talent. Guys, Micah Parsons, is he a top 10 talent? Yes. Yeah, he was drafted 14th, though. What about Aaron Donald? Is he a top 10 talent? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he was drafted, I think, 16, 17. What about Jadavian Clowney? Wasn't he drafted first overall? Yes. Yes. Why are we so stuck on picking these one player high? I just don't understand why people feel like they have to take, uh, like, this top 10 talent. It's it's, it's BS. Take more shots. Just take more shots. Yeah, that's why I agree with you, Paul. I'm with you. Sorry, I just, uh, that last, I don't know. I got nothing better to do but call you guys tonight, so hey, maybe cool. I'll call you again. Call you again later, too. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, give us a call every 10 minutes. We got time. Yeah, we're yeah, here. We'll be, we got two we'll hours. Be we'll be here. Yeah. Thanks for the call, right. Paul. I'll keep you busy. All right. Thank you. We go to Chase on the south side. Hello, Chase. Hey, Black. What's up, man? What's up, Chase? What's hey, Oh, my God. What's up, I'm I'm still not yelling. My, my throat still hurts. I'm still not going to yell. No. Hi, Chase. No, 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 no I need to on. keep the voice. I got three more shows this week. <laughs> I'm done. What's up, man? How you What's doing up? Tonight? Hello. <laughs> hey, uh, Black, can I ask you a question? Uh, where's your confidence level with uh, Ryan Poles right now? Because like, right now my confidence level with him is it's a little shaky. I know it's still early, but when you say it's his so far right now – you story got. I know that he's still new at the job, but would you say his draft picks so far? I mean, outside Brister, has sort of been kind of questionable because I know we're talking about let's get a top ten pick, but I mean, do we still even got confidence that he's going to pick the right guys? Because so far his 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 draft hasn't really impressed me. And then you got to think about it. He passed up on George Pickens and the yellow receiver from the Colts. Yeah. to pick up Village Jones. I mean, that that right now is already a black eye on him. So, 
What, I mean, what am I doing? Number number scale? What are we doing? Colors? Are we doing? Are we doing grades? Stickers? How we how okay, we grading? Like from, one to, from a one to ten. From one to ten, what would you rate his your confidence level in him right now? All right, if, his move right his moves right now to this point. I give him a I give him a a six, solid six. Giving him a D. I, I asked him if we were doing letter grades. He said no, numbers one through ten. So I gave him a six. On the moves or on the draft? I'm. I'm I'll say a total. Chase is saying everything. I'll say a total. I'll everything. say a total on the moves on everything. On like, it all. Like draft I'll give you. Thing. I'll give you a letter grade. All right. Because letter grades are different than the numbers. Because yeah. the numbers, I went. I went to the middle. Middle is five. And I went mm-hmm. slightly towards the positive yeah. end, towards ten. So no. I gave you six. It's, I think Letter it's, grades are different. I think it's very. It's very, this is a cop out, but I'm going to give him when you get that. that no. uh, when lame. you get when you get this the. Uh, You're going to say incomplete. I am giving him an incomplete. That's lame. It's been one year. You're lame. It's been one year. Lame move. We, the, what? What? People said go get Justin Fields' weapons. What did he do? He traded for Chase Claypool. He got him a weapon. Okay, how Kyler Gordon? How did Bayless Jones turn out for him? Let me finish. I let you talk. You let me finish. Both of you. Wow, Chase. All right, Chase, you're right there. (laughs) Anyway, I'm good. I'm listening to Dollar. All right, Kyler Gordon, good player. Yeah. Jaquan Brisker, good player. Nice. Braxton Jones, good player. Yeah. Stanborn, good player. Okay, sure. Okay. What Uh, about okay now? Bayless Jones, you got like one out of five. Like what? But, like but everybody's rating the worst defense in the board. league. Every they did that on purpose. And a leaky <laughs> offensive yelling. line. I hate you guys. Now I'm yelling. Chase, we broke him. But Abdallah, he, Tyler Gordon hasn't looked that good. What are you talking about? He's, he's looked fine. He's a rookie. He's looks no, he fine. Hasn't. He looks terrible. He looks like he looks <laughs> lost out there. He he can't cover a blanket. Like you see how burnt he gets. Like he, he can't even cover. He's gotten the burnt like twice. Open. You're only looking. You're only looking at, at at two bad plays he's had all year. No, yes, no, he look, He's a good tackler, but we didn't draft him to be a tackler. We drafted him to be a cover. Well, when no one can get any coverage, and he's got to be a tackler. What else is he supposed to do? Let the guys go by <laughs> him. He's not any Jackson. And then think about this: he passed up on uh, uh, on George Pickens to draft. I, did, I, told, I just said that that was a bad move. He's had one exactly. bad move. One bad move. One? Are you kidding me? Yes. He dropped Braxton Jones. We don't even try. Braxton Jones is a good look. player. For right no, now. Not. For right now. He's such. He's terrible. For a fifth-round draft pick, right now. for a late fifth-round yes. draft pick, he's a good player. Because right now, they don't yeah. have anything behind him. They, who they got behind right now to play left tackle? Who That's they got my right point. Now? That's my point. Exactly. He's I mean, fine. He did, he did pick up Leatherwood, right? And he gave him the money, yeah, but they haven't played him. Well, not even he's active. Not okay. But you got to spend he's that money. I mean, point. what difference does it make? All right, so doesn't count, it doesn't count to the cap next year, so what difference does it make? Okay. All right. These are all one-year deals. Who cares? You know, right, Chase, Abdallah, so, for your bad take. Abdallah, for your bad wow. take, I got one for you now. Oh, okay, no. Abdallah. Who you got to have? Tim Doyle or Mitch Trubisky? Tim Doyle. <laughs> Tim Doyle. All right, Chase. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, guys. Now my throat night. hurts again. See you. Gotta get a cross Chase on the south side. Can I give a shout out to Musinex? Sure. Uh, Musinex. Spon- a new sponsor? No, on the program? I'm just, this is not sponsored. I purchased these. Yeah. Musinex might be the best cough drop I've ever had. Sure. Yeah. There's like this. Uh, Can you rank them for me? Musinex is number one. Who's number two? Halls. Okay. That's Not, it. What about generic brand? No. Walgreens brand. 
No, thank you. Really? I don't have to support Walgreens anymore. What about Our Jewel brand? doesn't work there anymore. Yeah, but what about the Jewel brand? No. Generic brand. When I, when I need my throat to be working properly, I don't go generic. It's like peanut butter. I'm not going generic. Yeah. yeah. Peanut butter, ketchup, all that stuff. I'm not going generic. When your throat needs to be working properly. Yeah. I'm not going with Ricola's either. You need your throat for. You mean Ricola? To talk. Oh. You're t- right. You're right talk, over there. To talk, man. To talk. All right. Can you hear it? Yeah. D- stop. That's, that's the some, worst. That's some ASMR right there. No. No one wants that. Yeah, they do. Turn it up. No. People are on the highway right now saying, Abdallah, what are you doing? George Naperville. Oh, those fishermen ones are good, too. Fisherman ones? Yeah, those, like, fisherman ones. What are you talking the about? The fisherman ones. Fish-themed ones. No, the fisherman ones. No, no, no. The fisher fisherman. Is it Gord- Gordon's? The, the, those are frozen frozen fish sticks. No, 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 no. What, what are you uh, talking about? What are the fisherman's ones? Fisherman ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's fisherman ones. Fisherman throat lozenges. Fisherman's friend. Fisherman's friends. As long as you get your throat right. Those are good. I got to have the throat right. All that matters. Got to have the throat right. Got to have the... Yeah. The voice working properly. Sure. George Naperville, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, George. Hello. How you doing? What's up? We're all right. That's good. Uh, you know, a couple callers have talked about trading or letting Jalen Johnson and uh, Eddie Jackson go. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely don't agree with that. You know, it's it's the same argument that, you know, I had when they let uh, Roquan Smith go. Now, obviously, there's a lot of things that we don't all probably know about with in terms of negotiations, but I just feel like a burden in the hand is worth two in the bush. I mean, if you've got somebody good, what's the guarantee that if you turn them into draft picks, you're going to end up getting somebody that's as good or better? I mean, you guys just got off the phone with somebody that's talking about, you know, how, you know, he, our draft picks have panned out this year and Bayless Jones and you could have gotten a better, you know, wide receiver later with Pickens and, I mean, you just don't know when it comes to the draft. Sure. I, you know, I'm not sure that I really guarantee that, you know, polls is going to pick the right people. So the idea of stockpiling picks and thinking that you're going to turn them into all-stars when you already have guys that are good and proven. I mean, Jackson's having a really good year. Yeah, he's injured now, but hopefully he continues to build on it. We've already discussed in length in past months about his reasons why he didn't play as well in the past. And, you know, hopefully he's he's gone you know, past that problem, and, and this is just a little blimp in the road. But uh, honestly, I don't like the idea of people thinking that you can just let the guys that, that we have that are good go. Now, obviously, if they're much older, um, you know, that that obviously is a good reason why you might not think they'll continue to be productive. But I don't like this idea of just letting guys go. Now, I do think that if they tank and they get a chance, like Abdallah said, of picking the first and second guy that he mentioned that are, you know, uh, Will Anderson, and I don't remember the other guy, but if you've got guys that they're saying are definitely number one or two in their you know, difference makers, I, I would rather do that than have two other picks and then hope that those two other picks pan out. There's no guarantee. We don't know that Poles is, a great, you know, is great at picking, and even the guys that are great at picking are still making choices. I mean, look at Trubisky. If you go back to what all of the, the guys on ESPN said about that draft, the majority of them all said Trubisky was the top guy. And so, yeah, we, we obviously, you know, are blaming Ryan uh, for, for missing on him. But if you look back at the paper before that draft, almost all of them were picking Trubisky. What does that mean? There's no guarantee when you go 
to, to pick somebody, you know, as the eighth or sixth or tenth pick or twelfth pick, that they're going to turn out to be great. Now, if, if they're the one or the two, there's probably a pretty good likelihood that they are difference makers. So I, my point, again, is that I, I wouldn't let, you know, uh, some of these Jalen Johnson or Eddie Jackson go. And I still don't think we should have let Roquan Smith go. Now, you know, we we may turn out and, and you know, have this guy that was on drafted uh, guy end up showing that he can be that guy, but he's got to go and prove that over a body of time. You know, his body of work has to show that over two or three years, not just five or six games. Yeah, George, and I think thanks for the call. You know, and and that's where you have to either trust Ryan Poles in being able to get this done through the draft, but also it helps that they have $125 million in cap space, uh, almost double the amount of the second-place team as the most cap space in this offseason. So thankfully, you can go out and, and get some players who have proven something in the league, right? Like you can spend your yeah. cap space on guys who have proven um, and, and obviously not every signing in free agency is is great at the end of the day. And obviously you overpay for free agents. But the point being is you can go out and get guys who have proven it at their positions, whether it be left tackle or edge rusher or some of the places that maybe uh, you need to fill in some of those holes. And it's not only on the draft of polls in this offseason. And what did Yurko point out to us during a break today during Carmen and Yurko? Free agencies first. Yeah, we'll know. So we'll know what yeah. they're going to do. If they go on the first day of free agency and they signed Orlando Brown Jr. from uh, Kansas City to yeah. the highest left tackle contract yeah. that has ever then been Then we know given. they're probably going to go defense. So well, well, and also, boom, the Bears got their left tackle. Yeah. Boom, they're, they're giving a lump of uh, cap space to that guy yeah. who's in Kansas City where Absolutely. Ryan Poles was previously. Mm-hmm. And boom, now you're protecting your quarterback. Now, if they go out and give that amount of money to Nelson Aguilar, I would say, oh, geez, what's going on here? Then, like, then, like, then we're complete. Like we're not incomplete anymore. Like you're overpaying for the best wide receiver on the board when yeah. the best wide receiver on the board is not worthy is of Nelson said contract? Aguilar? No, thank you. But if on day one of free, of free agency, you go get the best left tackle and the best edge rusher, yeah. then I'd say, well, they're going wide receiver. And they're going to trade back. And they're going to trade back. Yeah. And this is what they're going to do in the draft. So I... We'll find out a lot in the offseason. Obviously, free agency comes first. You also need to convince in the draft that whoever's going to end up taking, because Bryce Young, we assume, is going to go first, that if C.J. Stroud, you need to convince a team that wants C.J. Stroud that the Panthers want him too, who are third right now, and that they need to trade with you in order to get him. Like You need to Ryan Pace someone. I also don't recall Mitch Trubisky being the automatic number one of that draft because Deshaun Watson was the talk. Uh, he was the guy that we pointed to mm-hmm. as that's the guy who's going to be a superstar at the mm-hmm. next level. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we thought Mahomes was going to be what he became uh, because we didn't. Uh, but I certainly don't recall Trubisky being the guy that everyone knew would be the number one guy. Oh, yeah. From Absolutely. that quarterback class. Absolutely. I don't think anybody would have said. How's that? I, how's I thought, that uh, it's good. Cough drop that you got it's, there. It's, it's got this. Uh, Does it make it harder to talk throughout mm, a radio somewhat. show? Somewhat. I just I that? just put it like it's a dip. I put it yeah, like in between the, the cheek. Yeah, yeah. When I'm talking, a side uh, it's got the, the reason I like it is that it's got this like numbing stuff. So like sure. it instantly soothes the sore throat, which is great. It's awesome. Uh, I don't <laughs> think that that anybody was like. I think people said that Trubisky was the most pro ready right away, but obviously that wasn't true and i love people in the twitch chat pointing out that you know chase will stand for trubisky until he's bagging groceries but kyler gordon has a few bad plays and oof he's out right yeah no i mean yeah you called it you hear it you listen to chase call every show so yeah um 
I think you're going to have to field some angry callers tonight Why? in regards for a song of the night. Uh, I think you're going to be in for one. I, I Why? think you're going to upset those who enjoy the, the segment. Why? I, I just think that there's there's a direction that I think many would like you to go in tonight with the song of the night, and that's not the direction <sighs> we're going in. played enough of them. I think you can say that about the band we're going to play tonight in the yeah, song of the night. Yeah, and I like them more. I'm sorry. All right, song of the night. I think you're going to be upset with Abdallah. It's coming up next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Is it breaking news? I don't think so. I think it's an update. Well, here's the update. Joe Cowley's out with the Bulls, uh, covering the Bulls as they face off against the Suns tonight. It's a later game in Phoenix, so it's an 8 o'clock tip in Phoenix. Bulls-Suns. Billy Donovan talking to the media. He's updated the uh, media with a Lonzo Ball update. Uh, Ball still has pain in his knee, improving, but a slow climb. No date has been set, though, where they shut him down for the season. That's from Joe Cowley. So what's, what's interesting about that is it's not a no date has been set for him to resume basketball activities. It's now a date has been no date has been set to shut him down for the year. Yikes. Oof. Uh, that's not good. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll keep our eyes on that situation. Bulls and Suns tonight, uh, they have the five-game road trip out west. They lost to the Thunder, but they bounced back in the second game. A nice win against the Jazz. Yeah, The Suns are a good team, though, so uh, we'll see what the Bulls can do tonight. Each night around 6.50 here on Black Abdal, we have the song of the night. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because Dying. it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song! Metallica! Locks and Turbo! New music from Metallica. That's right, it just came out. The song of the night. Listening to Lux Eternal by Metallica. And first of all, it's the first new song just released that we have yeah. featured on the song of the it night. It is. It came out all yesterday. Right. Uh, Metallica put this out. They also said, or Monday, and they also said that they will be uh, embarking on a world tour. They're coming to Chicago August 9th and 11th. 
of 2024. Oh, so not next year. <laughs> not next year. So you uh, took away two years? I, I bought tickets today. You're, you're invited. Uh, as I told people today on Twitter, yes, you are invited. I've extended the invitation if you're around in two years. When you said you that to me go, earlier today, what did I respond? What did you're I like, say I won't you? be here in two years. I said, what if I'm in Paris? Well, then you can go see them May 17th and 19th of, this, of next year if you wanted to in Paris. Uh, so they're doing this tour. Uh, it is a no-repeat weekend. So you had, if you bought tickets today, you had to buy tickets to both shows. How they're much having, was that? They're buying. It's, it's, it's a problem. Uh, Does they, Whitney know that you spent that much money yeah, on she concert knows. tickets? Yeah, she knows. So the first night is going to be with what is now left of Pantera. Uh, so basically, okay. Phil and Zach Wilde, who's not in Pantera, but he's taking over for Vinny, uh, for uh, for Dimebag. I mean. And then Mammoth, uh, which is the band that is led by Wolfgang Van Halen, okay. Van Halen Eddie Van Halen's son. Sure. Uh, the second night is going to be Van Halen again, or Wolfgang Van Halen again, and then Fat Finger Death Punch and Ice Nine Kills. Actually, not Van Halen again. Ice Nine Kills and Five Finger Death Punch. But then Metallica is not playing the same songs at all. They're doing two different sets on two different nights. So whenever you hear the first night, you're not going to hear the second night. Well, that's nice of them. It is very nice of them. Where are they playing? Soldier Field. Okay. Well, good. I'll mark it down on my calendar. Yeah. Can't wait. Two years for this. Two years from now. A little less than two years. All right, so this is a new song. It's, it's not good. terrible. It's good. I think it's good. All right, Lux Eternal. Metallica. I like it. New music. Song of the night. Volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for what dial? There, there's no dial on it. Yeah, it's just an expand. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Did Lars get help with that recording? Def- yeah. yeah, there's no way. There's no way that Lars can play that fast. When we saw Metallica this summer at Lollapalooza, there were certainly songs where where Lars was limping behind. And and you could tell that uh, James was getting irritated with it too. He might need. He kept like he kept walking away from the the mic and like looking back to be like. You okay, little buddy? Can you can you handle it? Well, like, so this is going to be in the round. So, like, they're going to be walking around like every like they're going to be in the middle of, of at the fifty yard line uh, at Soldier Field. Uh, he might need a drum machine. Yeah, by in two years they from might now, have to put a curtain up around him so they can just get someone else in there and then say that Lars was playing. And I have thoughts about the Pantera quote reunion, but they happen to be opening for Metallica, so I will be there. But I think if it was just them, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't go. Right, Substack, you can, you can break that down at different podcasts. No, because I mean it's not the same without Vinny and Dimebag. Yeah, like it's not the same. All right, Black and Abdallah, we'll be back in two minutes. Money listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports.